welcome back to the Lorna Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha, and this is the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs and digital marketers who can relate. So this is episode four, part two. If you've missed part one, please go check it out. I am interviewing Paula and she's just finished, well, we finished a master's in strategic digital marketing and we were talking about experience through the course and in this episode we talk about what's it like finishing our dissertation, what is life like after finishing a master's transitioning back into the real world where you need to find a job and we talk about our job application struggles, we talk about uh, dealing with this process whilst going through mental well-being challenges and mental health challenges, which can really disrupt the process. Honestly, I am so grateful to have come out of that, but if you're currently in it, it really is a journey. So this podcast episode is definitely something that you can relate to if you're going through that at the moment. We do also talk about understanding what marketing means to us, what is ethical and unethical marketing how one experience can really affect the way you see a brand that you wanted to work with. So I just want to say as a small disclaimer that this podcast is very much based on our own personal experiences and our own opinions. I do recommend using your own discernment, of course, because we are all individuals and we're all unique in our own different way and what's right for me might not be right for you or another person. So use your own discernment, okay? Uh, I also have reflected after editing this podcast episode is that I really want to do a follow-up episode as to how to overcome um, your mental blocks and what I've used with myself to really grow into the person I am today. What I will say is that finding what happiness means to you before jumping into any job is important because no job can fix your happiness and needs to come within. Anyway, let's get into this episode. I'm so excited to share. If you haven't done so already, please do subscribe on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. If you are listening on those other platforms, please follow us and please leave a review. Of course, it really helps this this podcast. With no further ado, let's get into it. With the end, we finished, we submitted our dissertations. For me, it was the time to literally go into a black hole and wrap myself in a little blanket and never come out again because I was so exhausted it was such hard work yeah. for weeks, obviously months in general, because we also did this super intense course. Yeah. But weeks of grinding just on that one paper, which I personally have never written a dissertation before, because in my undergraduate course, we had this group project and it was in the form of a report and a presentation. We hate that. It was, it was difficult, but I also was in a really bad space at the time. So completely a different story and right now I was doing this big piece of an academic work um which is a dissertation and it was really difficult I was doing it for the first time were you doing it for the first time as well or was it your second that intense yeah yes yeah I 
I wrote two weeks straight because I did my dissertation mm-hmm. in like two and a half weeks mm-hmm. because I had been procrastinating and procrastinating. Bro, I was building a van. Do you know, know what I mean? And you were going, you were also experiencing grief, they're very freshly, very fresh grief. So getting a van, remodeling it so that you can live in it. In it. Obviously, there's money included, like all of the worries about finances. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot going on at the time. And I had nightmares, like I had nightmares about my mom. Yeah. So Jackie Faust sick. So Jackie was originally my supervisor. She, yeah, and she then was I had one supervisor and she's like, Tasha, where's your daughter? And I'm like, ha, huh? <laughs> like, bro, I can't function right now. Mm-hmm. It was so hard for me to do all those interviews, like to get to the interviews. And then just finally I got my interviews and then I had one other supervisory appointment. It was with Jonathan who just, I feel like if it wasn't for Jonathan, I wouldn't have finished my dissertation. He is such an angel, honestly. It's the same with me. If I didn't have him as my supervisor, and so a little backstory: we had to submit our proposal, and we had to say who we would want to be our supervisor. And I put Jonathan as my first choice, and then Jackie as my second. But I really, 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 really wanted it to be Jonathan because the way that he explains stuff, the way that he works with a student, I felt like that was helping me so much more than Jackie's approach. And this yes. is just personal uh, preference. People, not everybody's going to work with each other now. Exactly. So I was really set on getting Jonathan. Uh, and I didn't get him in the first place. I got someone that I didn't even know Because Jonathan was ill. Yeah, he was quite badly Ill at the time. And yeah. I remember that we... Just I just didn't want to bother him. He, like, I didn't get him. It's fine. I get this one one other person and I was writing emails to her to meet up and just say hello even to you know meet each other for the first time and I don't even think I'm not sure if she responded to them at all and I remember I believe Myra had the same one and I don't think she was responding to her either and sometime maybe I I don't know I maybe a month after we got our supervisor's um selected i got a message from an email from jonathan saying oh if you wanted to like meet up and talk about your dissertation i'm here because i was really desperate to have a meeting with someone because as i said i've never done a dissertation before so i need need someone to tell me what to do you need it yeah you need a good supervisor honestly if i i should have had jonathan in the beginning i know i i know that but what I Whatever thought, happened. what I thought, what I thought, honestly, I thought, yeah. I thought, Jack, like, I actually said both. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Too. I was like, yeah. I was torn because I love Jackie's, like, strategic research. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that aspect of her. But Jonathan gets my vision. Yeah. He gets my vision. Yeah. I feel like he, 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 I can, I can go, you know, like crazy, like, idealistic Tasha like idea 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 and he'll just be like map it out and he goes do you mean this he saved me yeah he rose to the occasion yeah exactly yeah so Um, you're finishing your dissertation now black hole yeah so I decided that I I really just need a break and I need a long break because as I said it's not only dissertation that was very intense at the very 
the last month, I want to say, I was really intensely just writing that. But also just the whole course, the whole year, I was so drained. I was so emotionally drained. I was so physically even drained. I was still doing my part-time job. So I was like, I actually just need to not use my brain. Mm -hmm. I need to not do anything. I can't worry about another thing, which is getting a job, obviously, after you finish. And it was like that for some time. But I think my mistake was leaving that break for too long. And I I admit that I want to say in my defense, I was depressed, but that's not really but a different also, situation. I will say in yeah. your defense, actually, I will back you up here a little bit because I've been in a mental state before where even if you try to apply for the job, you won't get it because you're, when you started, you need to be excited. You need to be in that right energy. And if you're in this kind of halfway energetic framework where you're already introverted, so therefore your introvertedness is going to come out even more when you're in that job interview and people are going to be like, you wouldn't say you've done four years of marketing. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's like, I feel like things happen for a reason. I honestly believe that. And it's, you know, no one, you know, what I really hate is that some people go, oh, you can't blame things on mental health. You can't blame. If you've never been in a mental health position, you cannot comment because I've been there so many times. And sometimes I can still be there. Yes. You know, I have to make conscious life decision to make sure that I am functioning like this happy Tasha. Oh, everybody likes Tasha in the room. Bro, mm. she freaking can go into a cave yeah. and not see you for freaking a year. Trust me, I've done it. And I've gone through this mental health. So I've been through in a situation where I've also had to almost like, like I couldn't get a job for six months, mm-hmm. six months, mm-hmm. even a basic job in central London, because mm-hmm. that was massive recession time. You also like, there's so many different variables now where in the demographic of Cardiff and Wales, there's not a lot of opportunity. So you've got yeah. all these people that are getting degrees that are influxing into a city that you, there is no, like there can only be one person for the job. Yeah. And sometimes we don't get the job because we're too ambitious. We're too creative. We're too, you know, so there's other aspects too. Yeah. So give yourself that. Yeah. I Yeah. I want to say it's because I, it was a long. It was a year ago. It was almost exactly a year ago when we finished. When it, when we submitted our dissertations, you know. So I want to say that that was that was actually one of the main reasons why I didn't want to look for a job yet. It was because I knew that I couldn't present the best version of myself, and I just it's it's a stressful situation either way. But if you already feel horrible and you don't eat right and you don't exercise or do anything and you were just really intensely using your brain every single day it's just it just wasn't really an option for me and I and I was in a really bad place as well so I was like okay I actually need to just figure it out first I need to get myself sorted out before I put myself out there because let's say even if I got a job might have not even been a good job for me but I would you know just settle for whatever it is and it was like that until my parents came here in January for the graduation and they were like okay so you know it was really happy it was a really happy time for them they my dad uh, came to the UK for the first time and you know it was the first time they went to well my mom wasn't 
went to my previous graduation and to my undergrad graduation. It was the first time my dad was um, at a graduation as well. So it was just a really exciting time. But then they were obviously as parents, they're asking, okay, so what do you want to do now? You know, yeah, you had this break for the last three months, but you know, you need to start applying. And oh, it was so scary and it was so stressful. So they left and it took me probably about a month to even just update update my CV. And I'm not even joking right now. It was such a struggle for me to look at my CV and update it because what it is, is me facing me. And when I'm doing that, as I said before, all I can think of is, I am not good enough. I am not good in this. I don't have enough experience. I don't have that. I can't do this. And that's what I see. I don't see what I've done, what I've achieved. I don't see that I have a first in master's. I don't see that I have a 2-1 in my undergrad. I don't see that I have, uh, you know, that I was freelancing for some time as well as a social media manager. I just see that for the past, well, at that time it was maybe a year or two after um, since I did my last marketing job. So all I see is like wrong 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 this is not good enough so I need to face that first and again as I'm as I was already coming out out of this black hole cave like you said it was just a difficult it was just like a hurdle that I needed to get over and first thing was the CV the second thing is that I should write a motivational letter obviously you need to tailor it to a job that you're applying for so later on I just were I was just finding jobs and then yeah I went from there so the the application I can totally relate with like firstly CV writing sucks yeah the way we get a job needs to change (laughs) yes and just make your own business hey be like me have your own business hell yeah I I can't I can't do CV writing because you know I can't articulate myself on a piece of paper and then, like, if every one of my interviews was, like, imagine every one of my jobs, I got an interview straight away first. Yeah. How I would crush it. Because, (laughs) but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, my way of selling myself is by me being in front of someone. Yeah. That's the way I sell myself. So, like, I've already got insecurity from way back when. Like, my whole career path is insecurity. Um. I made loads of mistakes. So I didn't realize I have, I have adult dyslexia. Um, and I basically, I will always make a mistake when it comes to writing. Like people, even when I had Facebook updates, people go, look at your grammar. It's so bad. Like, um, I can't take seeing your Facebook um, posts because the grammar is so bad. You've got always mistakes. And I was just like, this is my this is my Facebook. Like yeah. this is not a freaking you know? Yeah. It, whatever. I block them. Oh, so God. I didn't realise I had this bad problem. Yeah. And then twenty twenty and it gets triggered, the worse my mental health is, the more mistakes I make. So oh, yeah. I got let like I got let go of my job in the in COVID pandemic, um, because of all these mistakes, because of my, my grammar and my my mistakes. So I already had this insecurity. Yeah. I I actually did apply for some marketing jobs. Oh yeah. I had I was doing 
I got actually my my friends just got their business now. Their business is booming. If I stayed with them, I would have been so good. But you know, I stopped being the social media marketer because I wasn't I felt I didn't feel good enough. Yeah. I said to them, look, I don't know how to price myself. I don't I I didn't I didn't have the knowledge that I have today. Therefore, I didn't feel like I was the right person for the job and I decided to step away from that opportunity and I could have like, honestly it would have been the best opportunity and yeah. I'm kind of like oh it annoys me a little bit I had work experience as I volunteered for two years as head of marketing so I've had hospitality experience I've had um I used to do loads of events so I had confidence in events and I had confidence in marketing like musicians and stuff like that but then it's that insecurity of the corporate world yeah. that comes into play here. Yeah. I, even though I got my digital marketing executive job, again, I was failing every day already. And I felt so insecure and I hated it because I was never going to be successful. And I don't like going to work knowing I'm failing. Mm-hmm. And I know that my dyslexia was praying up again. You know, my mum passed away and I was going through all this trauma yeah. and it was flaring. Yeah. So you were like, you were going through all of that with a CV and with yourself, but I was also going through the same. It's crazy. Like, this is why I feel like the industry needs to change because not just the industry, I feel like, also, the transition with uni needs to also yeah. be the sa- a similar thing because work experience within your degree is important. And we were kind of told that, you know, you're going to get some work experience. But I thought I had to go into a job in the industry to reassure me. Yeah. But I didn't. I, I like, you know, even though I didn't finish with the first, what I'm just, like, honestly, a year later, I can tell you now. I did the best decision for myself, working for myself and rather instoring that confidence within myself and having, because you, like you said, I'm an ideas person. I need to have that experience, like that, the, 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 the space to mm-hmm. explore those ideas. Yeah. But then I need people like Paula to go, Tasha, actually, let's just like, sort these things out yeah hey mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like I've got I, I am dis- I've got a lot more discipline now even you said to me oh I'm so proud of you and your organization I love like- <laughs> it because it helps me it makes me feel so comfortable right with when I said when everything is just like written from the first point to the last point I love that stuff yeah and I've, I'm learning to you know I told you I was difficult to work with myself so I'm <laughs> learning how to work myself, with myself too yeah after the CV writing three months later okay it's January February whatever you finally end of February March you've decided to plunge oh, to go for it I wish no it was April actually <laughs> <laughs> okay cool. so yeah but yeah so I started actually applying and my strategy was I want to apply first, try and get a job in a marketing agency. Because in my head, I thought I'm going to come into this team full of marketers with different uh, experiences, with different backgrounds. I'm going to learn so much. And that's my dream. It's still my dream kind of to this day. I want to go into the space where I'm going to be surrounded uh, with different people that I can learn from. That's what I've started to do. And because... I want to say I was I was really motivated at that time as well. So I was actually my job search wasn't as 
difficult then as I thought it was going to be because I was actually getting somewhere. So I was getting interviews and quickly I realized that I don't know how to be interviewed for a job because the only times that I've been in a job interview before was for hospitality jobs, you know, for all of the part-time jobs that I was doing during uni. And it's so much different than going for an actual proper job. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah. I actually had, funny enough, I had, in January, I had an interview as of, oh my God, I would have hated this job, by the way. I'm so glad <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah. Oh, I would have, like, they would have fired me on day one. So it was a full-time copywriter job. And yeah. I got the interview. It was for, like, a casino company, and I hate gambling. Like, I don't mind playing with it, but I was like, Ugh, it's just a job. Yeah, it was, right? It's just, it's just a, job. a job in marketing. And then I said, then, then then the lady, like, the lady who interviewed me, she was really nice. She asked mm-hmm. the right questions for me to dive deeper into it. Mm-hmm. And because I was kind of like, I should get a job whilst I'm at uni. That's why I, that's why it took me a long time to get actually work. Yeah. Like, even normal work, because I was like, I should be having a job in marketing. Like, I've I've got all this experience. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. But no one wants to hire you in marketing when you're, po- like, in uni, basically. Mm-hmm. They want a full-time mm-hmm. person. The It was a copyright job. And then she said to me, actually, do you want to meet the, the, the marketing manager? Because there's an assistant marketing position. I thought, actually, I'd rather go for this. Because yeah. when she explained to me all the writing, I was like, bro my dyslexia is going to flare up and mm-hmm. I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my security came from the the 2020. I was like, no, yeah. I can't do this job. I can't do this job. So yeah, I just I just thought I had a train of thought. I didn't get the job. I didn't get any other job. It was just, it would have been a bore, to be honest. What? You got all this energy, applying for jobs. <laughs> yeah. You got the interviews. What happened? What happened is that I failed miserably at my second interview for this fancy new agency here in Cardiff and I felt so stupid and I was like okay this can't happen again (laughs) but obviously I knew that with interviews is also the more you do them the more you learn so I was trying I was putting myself in the situations and thankfully at the time I was getting the interviews but I was also definitely reaching out to the university's careers advice yeah careers advices because I felt like I needed them at the time at all, um, really badly and that was happening I was getting the interviews and they weren't really going anywhere but I started picking up on the things that I was doing wrong uh, in the interviews and I guess that was helpful and then I also let's just say that applying for jobs in and of itself is kind of stressful and it's also kind of like a full-time job trying to find a job and I was working part-time and then I got really homesick in second half of June I went back to Poland and in the meantime I managed to secure an online internship which is basically it was webinar based for Bright Network I want to say so it was four days of webinars with all of those big companies like Procter & Gamble or Nestle or Google and we were meeting with their teams. Um, I was specifically doing a marketing and business operations internship. And yeah, we were meeting with their teams, just listening about their day-to-day work. How does it actually look like in real life? That's great. Yeah. Sounds good. It was very helpful for me. As Obviously, I didn't get marketing specifically marketing experience from it. But it made me 
realize a lot about what I like and what I dislike. I, it made me realize that I'm actually, I actually really care about the sustainability, authentic in what you're doing. Because with all of those, all of those big brands, they want to sell you all of the like magic you know if you work here you're gonna have so many opportunities you're gonna go basically from like from the ground grassroots levels all the way to being a ceo you know they they're basically selling you the dream of everyone who wouldn't want to be as uh like a i don't know an executive in the nestle yeah right yeah especially when you freshly graduated but obviously i'm I'm 25 this year, so at the same time, <laughs> also because I've been studying marketing for so long, I kind of catch on those things when they're trying to sell you something. And I really felt like they're just trying to sell their companies to us, which obviously, yeah, it, it is one of the points, but be real with us. And there was one thing that one of the um, Nestle people said um, in their presentation, and it was that they just want to make people happy. And yeah, I guess they want to make the, their customers happy and they definitely make their customer, customers happy. But that's not what actually happens with people who are involved in producing chocolate, for example. All of the child labor, all of the slavery in the cocoa industry. And that's just one industry. They have so many different backgrounds there. And Obviously, everyone that works for Nestle in the UK is happy and lives the best life they can. But that's not what happens with the suppliers of Nestle. And I felt like I needed to say something. So I did put a comment in the chat. There is a chat there. There was cur currently, as we were doing the webinar, there were 9,000 people watching it. So I knew the comments were just going like this. So I, I just knew that no one really would see it. But I, it just wouldn't feel right within myself if I didn't say anything and, I, yeah. like, and if I didn't call them out. You were being out. authentic to you, bro. Exactly. So I just thought, I just said, oh, I'm a bit torn hearing this presentation because clearly Nestle provides such great opportunities for your personal and professional development. But at the same time, what about the people in the third world countries that are supplying them with I'm specifically just was talking about Coco just because he was saying about the chocolate that they're saying but anyways yeah what about those children they're basically slaving there for a bowl of food yeah and in the in the conversation he could have easily said we are working together as a company to prevent do you know what I mean yeah I feel like the way they handled it could have been so much better sorry I'm jumping ahead of what the actually yeah. the way he handled it I'm sorry because <laughs> I've heard the story before as I was saying, 9,000 people is watching this. So I am not expecting anyone to see my comment because the comments go really quickly. A lot of people are typing in their comments and it goes quickly. But I guess at that point when I typed the question, uh, the, my statement, I guess, in, it slowed down a little bit. And I felt like the person who was presenting actually did see my comment because they kind of like stopped for a second or it looked like they were just... They saw it. Like, let's be honest, they saw it. They did. And of course they did. not only they saw it, but the moderators saw it. And really interestingly, at the beginning of our internship, whoever was the host, I can't remember, but... The host said, don't be mean in the comments. Don't say anything that you wouldn't say in real life. And yeah, be really professional. And I was. 
And I would say it in real life as well. And I felt like in real life it would have been even better because I could get a response. And instead what happened is my comment got deleted. Yeah, because it didn't fit the narrative. And it's like, this is where... Actually, this is a good pinnacle moment for your kind of your career, regardless of whether you think you don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) I think you do. Because the thing is, this is why so many businesses are being exploited now you know Mm -hmm. like so many industries it's important that whatever your brand's promoting as brand reputation this is where louise's module comes back in Mm -hmm. you know like the first half of our module was great okay louise we love you we just don't like well i don't like crisis okay oh but i still (laughs) learned so much from the crisis management yeah Maybe it wasn't my favorite thing and I hated it at the time when I was doing the assignment, but I actually did learn a lot, yeah. Because I've I've had that with hospitality. Okay, so yeah. obviously it's the difference in mm-hmm. experience. <laughs> but yeah, so for me, I think this is a pinnacle moment for you because like you're just saying, like voicing your opinion. And if you can't voice your opinion in an internship... That means you don't have an opinion in the corporation. That means you're going to be silenced. And this is where I personally have, I have an opinion clearly. Okay. Meaning the industry, it's so, it's so important for you to align yourself to different companies because you're going to have to market this company. Exactly. And that's like unethical marketing. Like I can't market for a brand that's unethical. Exactly. And that made me have a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a crisis, but it made me think, why did I do marketing? And I didn't realize it. Obviously I was really young when I went to do my undergrad, I was 19. So I I didn't realize it, but I, I realize it now is that marketing and sales are the two only departments that are bringing in the money into the company. Who do I want to bring those money to? Because I don't want to give the money to the people who are exploiting other people. And that's what I learned. And I feel like, yeah, I didn't get a marketing uh, experience in it, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I learned something really valuable for myself, about myself, is that I actually really care about that. I really care about the actual values. And, you know, it's it's fine. They can say that they're sustainable, but what, what are they actually doing? And later on, I actually learned that they are going towards using the sustainable cocoa from um from farms that don't use child labor and slavery so there is something happening towards it and it's so they they really shouldn't have deleted that comment and i was they should have addressed it they should have just said you know what would have would have been a great they would have been like oh we just saw in the chat about uh child exploitation of cocoa actually do you know what nestle has decided to take it within their stride to ensure that we are for the like our next sustainable ethical marketing plan because literally loads of companies have changed their plans you know like because of how the movement's been yeah you know even like um sustainability so many people are changing from chemical to sustain like sustainable products very environmentally it's like as a business you can change it's all about like how you deliver that yeah and they could have easily changed like said that to you this is this is where ethical and unethical comes back into play for me I know that I, if I have to fake 
a Instagram post to get you more like, you will never get that for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you say, oh, Tasha, here's a million dollars just to do this. I'll say, sorry, I'm not doing it because I'm a very value-driven person and I rather work value-based than um, uh, money-based. Yeah. You know, like, oh, hard sale. Like, who cares who's exploiting who to get this freaking whatever? Yeah. No, I, I don't work like that. So I soon found out that there's two type of marketers. There are marketers that are really I don't know how they do it I don't know how they live with themselves every day like honestly it's just it's just it's weird because I could never do that I don't know how you could go to bed knowing that you're showing up to a place like that every day yeah whether you know it or not I don't know I can't talk for you but what I can say is that I I'm batting on the ethical side of marketing and the change of marketing that needs to go. From the pandemic anyway, we've seen how things have to change. Like, you know, so many brands have to rebrand, need to like look at their structure, look at how they're treating their staff. Yeah. Like pinnacle moment, things have changed. Mm -hmm. So I just want to jump forward to us right now. Yeah. Why can I get, why can't I get a job? So... Basically, what happened is I started emailing different marketing agencies here and I was basically just putting myself out there. Yeah, you don't have any job posts right now, but hi, I'm here. I am a freshly, freshly graduated mark, uh, master's from digital marketing. Do you have any opportunities right now? Any internships? Anything? And one of the... Um, one of the agencies actually responded to me saying, well, actually, we don't have any job posts right now. We don't have any internships going, but we could offer you a work experience. And it could be the two weeks or one week. And I was like, yes, finally, something's happening. We're moving into the to the right direction, right? And I was like, this is finally something I can put on my CV. This is some finally something that another employer is going to see and be like, oh, she's actually doing something in marketing. She was in this uh, marketing agency. Let's have an interview at least. And so it was supposed to happen September 18th, exactly. And we started talking... I'm saying we... It was, I, was, I started talking to the... Um, I think operation, operations manager in that agency mm-hmm. a month before it was supposed to start. And I even wanted to do it in, in August. I wanted to do it as soon as possible because I was so excited. And they were like, well, actually, August doesn't work for us, but here's the date that works for us. And I was so excited. I was looking forward to it. And I still had maybe like three weeks until it was supposed to start. And then a week before... On a Tuesday, I get an email that, unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, they need to cancel the work experience with me. And in that moment, because I put it on the pedestal, I put this experience as like my next big step. My whole world, again, crumbled. Now I don't have anything going for me. I'm in my dark hole again. So, but also what... It made me realize this, okay, I'm actually tired of waiting for stuff. I need to, I'm going to get my work experience either <laughs> either there or somewhere else. And in the meantime, I started um, researching this charity. So I thought, okay, I'm going to email them because they needed someone to do their social media. Or at least that's what it said on the website. But then when I met up with them, it turned out that, that they actually have someone to do their social media. And they would just let me do their 
Facebook market stuff, which I'm not really interested in. And <laughs> there were so many things going wrong at the time that somehow Tasha and I just linked up and <laughs> when she heard about all of that was going in my life at that point she was like okay you know what why don't I just you know spend some time with you and let's just talk about it and you came to Treforest and we went to Lido and we went to a cafe and we were just talking and Tasha was telling me about how like about her business and she's always you, you've always told me and Myra about your business it was always Kith Media and what you're doing for it and we always saw you working on it and all of the new stuff that you were posting online everything and we also haven't seen each other uh, for quite a long time at that point because you were live you weren't living in Cardiff uh, during the summer yeah I had to get away yeah like you said about to break back home I need a break from this yeah to re like make sure that I was doing the right thing. Yeah, and you started telling me about what's happening now and what are your plans for the future for your company. You quite recently rebranded re as well. And you were saying about how there's so many things to do. And I was like, well, why don't I help you? And then you were like, why didn't I think about it? Yeah, like I didn't, <laughs> it didn't cross my mind until you said... And mm -hmm. I was like, of course, this would be amazing. And like, honestly, Paula is like a blessing. Paula is a blessing. <laughs> honestly, you are. Do you know how, how buzzing I was after last week's meeting? Like, we just had this perfect three. Honestly, it was the perfect meeting that if I could vision a meeting to go that well, it would be that meeting. Do you know what I mean? Oh, gosh. Like, so it was great because it's like, you know, I want like... I've already worked with Paula before. It's not mm -hmm. like we don't know how to work with each other. Yeah. And like as well because I I know I know your strengths. Mm -hmm. You know you can when you view someone else in a different perspective, like do you know what I mean? You've got a different way of viewing each other. Yeah. If, if I just list all things about me and then you list things about me, it yeah. would be like some similar, but there would be different aspects of course. different perspectives. So like what I love, like I said before, is you're very analytical. You, you say things as well, but also she would. She's not afraid to challenge me. I need someone on my team to go, Tasha. Have you thought of this? And like, I don't. I don't want. I don't want complacency. Yeah. I want people to step into the energy because, like, if you come with your strength someone comes with their strength you can then everybody's got stepping into their strength yeah. I know there's stuff that I like I can do a lot of stuff but mm -hmm. trust me am I really good at it am I really brilliant at it no maybe not and that's the thing it's like you need different elements in a team of and course. just those three hours just was so good I feel like we have a good dy dynamic because we're so different yeah I'm excited to see this journey me too. Um, so thank you so much for doing this podcast episode. Oh god! How do you feel? I feel amazing. Thank you. Uh, it was my dream. I don't, it's so silly to say it, but it's like as if it was my dream. But I could never imagine myself in an actual position where I would be in a podcast. Oh, I could. You know? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm podcast right now is my favorite sort type of entertainment. And it's also, for me, guilt-free entertainment because I can learn 
so many new things. I can put on a podcast about anything in the world. And I've always imagined myself in a little seat with a microphone and how cool it would be to just have a conversation. And yeah. You're living your dream. I know. Thank you for that. Thank you for even just having me here. Even if it's just like a one-time thing, the fact that I got to experience this. This is not a one-time thing. This is not a one-time thing. That's cool. We will see what the future holds, eh? We never say never. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying no, but I'm saying that (laughs) even if it was just this one time, I'm so grateful. So we're going to wrap up. Um, Thank you so much for watching. Please show Paula some love in the comments section, of course. (laughs) Yes, please. Give her some love. She needs loads of love and hands up in the air. She's got this. Um, If anybody else, um, if you're a digital marketer, aspiring digital marketer, I know that there's quite a lot of students um, that come and see me at the startup studio. I would say this won't be my last digital marketer that I interview for sure. So with the learning experience, as I said, this this podcast, I would like to share stories of not only myself, but other people in the industry and whether that person's either an upcoming digital marketer, an upcoming aspiring entrepreneur, or someone who's been in the industry for five years that can share their experience. Because whether you've been one year, two minutes, five years, I feel like we all got the experience to share one another. And I definitely feel like if I was if I was going through my journey and I got to listen to other people struggling and what they went through, I think that confidence and reassurance is something that I would have loved. So that's mm-hmm. what today's episode's all about. It's kind of like, look here, we, we're both still figuring it out, yeah. right? Like, it's true. We yeah. are. Like, I'm not, I don't have all the answers. Of course. You know, you don't have all the answers, which is fine. And I think that's kind of, that's the authenticity I want to bring to this podcast. It's not just, I know it all because I don't. And I think I'll never will know it all, but I could tell you what I've, done to help improve my situation of how I failed and yeah I can make the mistakes and you don't have to <laughs> exactly so yeah if you like this episode give it a thumbs up please to share with anybody and we'll see you in the next episode please remember to follow us on social media too all the links will be down in the description and any show notes as well thank you so much Paula thank you Tasha Woo! bye, bye. <laughs> bye.